I'm breaking down five steps you should take to fund your fashion brand, even if you're starting with zero dollars. I know a lot of you want to make this the year you finally launch your dream fashion brand, and a big obstacle that people face is funding and not having enough money. I wanted to do this podcast episode today to really show you that even if you have no funding right now, you can get to a point where you have enough so that you can start your dream brand. There's five steps that I'm going to walk you through in this episode. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. The first step is to figure out how much it's going to cost you to launch your brand. I am a strong believer that you need to go into this with your eyes wide open and be aware of the financial cost. A lot of people can be hush-hush about what it costs, but I do want to be transparent and set you up for success. As such, if you haven't already heard, I have a brand new free how to fund your fashion line training, and I will break down exactly how much it costs. There's a spreadsheet. I walk you through line by line. And it's all free. I just think that a video format is better for this because you can actually see it and we can do it together. But anyways, this is the first step to really figure out how much it's going to cost. Let's do that together in the training. You can access it at recloseted.com slash budget or click the link in the show notes. It only takes you 30 minutes. What I would do is listen to this podcast episode, then go through the training. And that way you will have the context going into it. And also you will be set up for success. That's the very first step. We need to know how much it's going to cost you so that we know what the goal is, how much money you actually need to launch this brand. Once you know how much you need, the next step is to make a plan and be really strategic about it. If you're currently at zero and you need to reach X amount, then we need to figure out how you're going to get there. Otherwise, it's just going to be something that you continuously think about and you're anxious about and we don't want that. First and foremost, confirm how much funding you need and you can access my free training to do that. And then what you're going to do is using the spreadsheet template that I give you in the training, you're going to fill in numbers so that you can actually confirm what the total is. And then what you're going to do is not be overwhelmed by the total, but we're actually going to break it down. When it comes to making your plan, you need to know how much you need. We're going to have that in the spreadsheet. But then also, I want you to keep in mind that you should be smart about when you pay for things. We're going to spread things out. And if the total number that it spits out and you end up with is a lot and you're getting overwhelmed, just remember that you're not expected to fork out all that cash right away. We can spread it out because typically it takes people about a year or even two years if you're going at this by yourself and you don't have any help then you know you can spread this out across two years or however many years or time you need. Just be really smart about when you pay for things and only pay for things when you need it. That way, if you're working a nine-to-five job and you're self-funding your brand, as an example, you have more time to do that. Step three is to then be really strategic. You know how much money you need. You have it all laid out in the spreadsheet and you know that you're going to slice and dice it from a timing perspective so that you're not paying it all up front. But when it comes to setting up your business and your brand, you want to be really intentional about how you do that so that you can make it happen with limited funds. 
And there are two golden rules here that I want you to keep in mind. First and foremost, I want you to keep things simple. This should be your mantra as a startup fashion brand because the more simple things are, typically the cheaper it is. And when you layer on complexity, that's when things cost more. That's when you have to pay more attention to certain things and you can't pay attention to other things. Keep things simple. And what I mean by that as an example is I often talk on this podcast and also on our YouTube channel about launching with one to two products if you're first starting out. I know that if you want to launch a 5, 10, or 15 piece collection, you might be like, oh, that seems kind of little. Are you sure? And I'm not telling you, you can never launch that. If you have designs and ideas for other pieces, you can save it for future collections. Really, the importance for your first collection is to ensure that the products are so good. They're so high quality. They are validated. Your customer actually needs them. They see value in it. And then in that way, you can start to build that relationship and build that brand loyalty and trust with them. But if you do launch with like a 10, 15, 20 piece collection, first of all, that's a lot of costs for design, for samples, for materials, for production. Right off the bat, that's going to increase your cost by a lot. Also, you are someone that is doing this for the first time and you have limited time, energy, and budget. I just don't want you to spread your already thin resources even thinner if you don't need to. And a lot of our clients have been successful launching with one signature product or even two. And then that way, you're able to really invest all of your time and energy into these pieces and make it good keep it simple, right? You don't need to make things super complex. Another example I often talk about is the fact that I don't think you should be on every social media platform under the sun. I think you should really be intentional about where your ideal customer is and knock that one social media platform out of the park so that you can build your following, grow it, and then expand to others. Those are just a couple examples, but whenever you're going through this process and as you're executing your business, I always encourage you to have in the back of your mind and really think about how you can keep things simple so that you can save costs, but also preserve your mental sanity. Because if you don't need to be stressed out, and if you don't need to be overwhelmed, then don't unnecessarily do that to yourself. The second golden rule I want you to always keep in the back of your mind is how can you be resourceful and be thrifty? Take advantage of free trials, go in on bulk orders with other brands where it makes sense. This is typically what we foster and try to facilitate for our clients, but You can make it work. You just need to be really creative and resourceful with it. Before you spend money every single time, really think through, is this actually going to give me a return on investment? Is this a good use of my time and my energy and my resources? And if you are thinking about buying like a subscription or something like that, then I would just see if you can try it for free. A lot of them allow you to do that just to make sure that it's aligned with what you're looking for. And then also, if it's something that you think you need right now, but you kind of don't have the funds for it and it's not really a super necessary item, then you can create a spreadsheet and just note these things down. And then as you're making more sales, then you can buy those things. I think that's a good practice as well. Just challenge yourself to be resourceful and be creative and be thrifty. And step four and five around actually how we're going to get the funding. We now know how much you need. We know what the plan is to get there. We know that you're going to be strategic by keeping things simple and being resourceful and thrifty. But the two funding mechanisms I always recommend to our clients are self-funding and pre-sales. I always recommend doing both so that you can maximize how much funds you're going to get, but also you diversify your risk a little bit. 
let's break down step four, which is self-funding. And this is exactly what it sounds like. You yourself are going to fund your brand either from savings and or additional income from your nine to five job, contract and freelance work, whatever that looks like. And quick note here, if you are going to self-fund your brand through your savings, I would recommend just being smart about it. If you're comfortable putting your entire life savings into this, then go for it. But if not, then I would have boundaries and just sit down and think to yourself what percentage of that you actually want to put into your business. And you do have to invest because if you don't invest in yourself, who else will, right? It is important that you have skin in the game. But I would just have a really candid discussion with yourself, which I know sounds weird, but maybe you can journal about it or just meditate on it or think deeply about it for a week or even a couple weeks around what that figure or percentage looks like. And then when it comes to additional income, I think you really want to try to break down how much you need to live and then how much you can actually divert every single week or paycheck into your business. And hopefully you can get a nine to five job or a contract and freelance work that is high paying. It doesn't take a lot of your time so that you can leave your work at work. And then after you're done work, you can work on your business. I think it is important to ensure that you have enough time and you have enough mental capacity for your brand. We've had clients take up graphic design work if they're a graphic designer, or they will just take up like bartending or something like that, where you work certain hours and you get decent money and you can just leave your work at work. It is important to keep in mind that you want to have enough time and mental capacity still for your brand afterwards. In terms of what you're going to use your self-funding for, I get a lot of our clients to pay for the startup costs, the marketing costs, and their development costs. I talk about what these categories mean and what's associated in these categories in the training that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. But the startup costs would include things like your lawyer accounting fees. Marketing costs would include advertising, your website, launch events, things like that. And then your development costs are really important because you as a founder don't want to be the bottleneck and hold your business back. You want to continuously uplevel your skills and get better. This would look like any programs or courses or books or anything you want to invest in there. These are costs that I typically get my clients to pay for with self-funding because that just makes the most sense. And then step five is pre-sales. You might be wondering, okay, that sounds like a lot of costs already. What else is left over? Well, the big cost that's left over is your product costs or your production costs. This would include design fees if you're not a designer and you need to outsource parts of that. This would include getting materials, your fabric, your trims, your notions, and then of course getting your product made, hiring sewers or hiring a production facility. So these costs typically, depending on what you're making and all that jazz, would be at least a half of your budget just starting out, if not a little bit more, depending on what you're making. Because that is the bulk of your startup costs, I don't want you necessarily just to rely on self-funding because I think that's a pretty big ask. Instead, we're going to do pre-sales for these items. In case you don't know what pre-sales is, essentially your customers will prepay you for your product. This is great because as a startup brand, you don't know how much demand you're going to get. You can kind of guesstimate, you can forecast, but because this is your first launch, you don't know what that's going to look like. Because you don't know that, you also, as a subsequent result of that, don't know how much inventory you need. And the amount of brands and founders I've met with over the years that don't do pre-sales and they decide just to self-fund their brand and put a lot of money into inventory... They'll make 200, 300, 500 sweaters, whatever it is, and then 
cross their fingers and hope it solves. But more often than not, it doesn't. And then they book calls with me and they're like, oh my gosh, Selena, I'm freaking out. I have tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars stuck in this unsold inventory that I need to sell. And that's just such a nightmare situation. I really don't want you to end up like that. And that is why I really recommend pre-sales because then you can assess the demand, you can collect the orders, and then you can go and fulfill it. And also, just a quick note and tip, I don't recommend crowdfunding on a Kickstarter or Indiegogo if you don't have to because, first of all, these sites take an extra 5%, if not more, additional fee on top of the 2.9% from payment processors like Stripe. If you add that together, you're almost out already 10%. And for a slow fashion brand that's already paying more for materials and for production, every single percentage counts. I really don't think you should unnecessarily have to cut into your margins if you don't have to. And the only benefit you would have to be on a Kickstarter Indiegogo is that you can leverage their customer pool. But you have to think about if your ideal customer is even on those sites, because if they're not, it's just a waste. And if you're strategic with your marketing strategy and you build your community at least six months before you launch, which is what I get our clients to do, then you don't even need Kickstarter or Indiegogo's already built-in customer base. You are building your own. That's actually your ideal customer. I just don't recommend that. Another reason why I don't recommend doing these crowdfunding sites is because it's not great to build your brand as a business either because a lot of customers will just say that they got your product off of Kickstarter or Indiegogo, but they won't say they got it off your brand name. It's the exact same thing when someone buys something off of Etsy, right? They're never going to be like, oh, I bought it from this specific Etsy store and named the store. People will just say, oh yeah, I got this cute bracelet off of Etsy. And that does nothing to build your brand. We want to make sure that you are selling off of your website using pre-sales so that You can collect up the orders, you know how much inventory you need, but also so that you can pre-get the payment and you don't have to sink your own money into funding your production and being all stressed out about it. You can just take money that your customers have already given you to go into production. There you have it. Those are the five steps to successfully fund your fashion line, even if you're starting with zero dollars right now. As a recap, we need to know exactly how much you need first. I think that is key in removing a lot of the overwhelm, the stress and anxiety, because when you don't know what you don't know, that's when spiraling happens and all those negative things that we don't want for you. Figure out what it's going to cost first. Let's go into this with your eyes wide open. And after that, let's make a plan. Let's confirm how much money you need. Let's lay it all out in the spreadsheet template. And then next, let's be strategic. I want you to remember to keep things simple and also be resourceful and thrifty. And then when it comes to actually getting the funding you need, we're going to rely on self-funding and also pre-sales. So if you want to really figure out how much it's going to cost you, get the spreadsheet and also for me to dive a little bit deeper into executing self-funding and pre-sales, then like I mentioned, access my new free How to Fund Your Fashion Line training. You are going to get so much more clarity and I think it's great that you listen to this podcast episode and then you're going to the training because you're already going to have so much more context. The link again is recloseted.com slash budget, and it is also in the show notes. I cannot wait to support you at the training and hear what you think. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at recloseted. 
Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.